Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Magic the Final Frontier. On this podcast, we talk all about the Frontier format, keeping our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Frontier. Now, my name is Ryan Schwink. I'm the uh, cardboard samurai out of Yokohama slash Tokyo, Japan. Yeah, and so today's episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about Standard. So a uh, little bit of a change for us. Not technically Standard. We're still going to be talking about Frontier. But what we were interested in is there's a lot of decks that have been doing well in Standard, and they're a little bit different from what we currently have in Frontier. So it's always important for us to go and look at what's in Standard, what's working in Standard, and how can we translate to that to Frontier. So that's what we look at as the Frontier side. We also want to look at it from your perspective, which is, you're a Standard player right now, you enjoy Standard, it, you know, it could be a pretty fun format right now, I think it mm-hmm. is. And how can you take what you already have and transition into a Frontier deck? Basically, what does Frontier offer you that your deck can't already do, and what's fun about that? Yeah, so Frontier slash Standard Plus, um, I mean, they're they're mm-hmm. really close together, and we're getting closer and closer to the point where we're just going to say, hey, this is starting, so it's a good idea to kind of get into Frontier slash Standard Plus right now, I think. So let- yeah, it's definitely tough to say definitively, you know, hey, if you're playing White Weenie, go back and grab Tremoko's Command, because you don't know if it's going to be in uh, yeah, Standard Plus. Yeah, exactly, because you're only going to play what you enjoy playing. So we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to go over uh, the, I guess, what we think are the most popular decks in Standard at the moment, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, how how the decks work, you know, like how it wins, that sort of thing. And then afterwards, we'll go over each, each deck and say, okay, if we were going to play this in Frontier or Standard Plus, we would use these cards yes and we're, we're touching not only on the current standard but also kind of the last format standard kind of some of the cards we missed or decks we may have yeah. missed i'm thinking all the way back to the last rotation is probably good so you know when ixalan hmm. became legal we can kind of see like what kind of sets what kind of uh that sets what kind of decks were popular at that time we haven't done this kind of deck or this kind of a uh, format since then i feel like we kind of did it when we talked about the you know, they had those new challenger decks coming out. I think we talked about those. Yeah, I mean, we talked about starter decks, and we talked about, you know, what, what cards to buy from, like, Frontier, but we didn't, we never really started from Standard, I think. So a little bit different. This okay, well, so, well, if you're following Standard right now, number one deck that seemed to come out from the last few weekends is Mono Red Aggro. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a surprise to us. It's not like, oh, man, we're Frontier players. We never thought to play Mono Red Aggro. Let's open up some doors. So let's start off with this one being like, what's in Standard now that could be interesting to add Frontier cards to? Or what about the Frontier Red Aggro decks could be taking a page out of the current Standard decks? Okay, so let's look at the current Standard version of Mono Red Aggro. So it's playing Mm -hmm. um, Light Up the Stage. Uh, It's playing, I believe, uh, Goblin Chain Whirler. And uh, it's playing the... uh, the two one the pyromancer viachino pyromancer mm-hmm. i think um and i don't know does it have any one drops in there oh yeah it's got a ton of one drops so you've got the the goblin uh the that sacks to deal point damage to uh-huh. somebody um the pirate goblin yeah yeah and um, i'm trying to think what other ones what other cards um Oh, uh, they've got the wizard, of course. Um, yeah, the, the one two wizard. Let me get some actual names here. Yeah, so they've sorry. got Gitu Lava Runner. They've got Fanatical Firebrand, uh-huh. uh, and they're they're of course on Runaway Steam Kim, Vyashno Pyromancer. Yep, yep. Chain Steam Whirler. Kim's in there as well. Um, so the big thing I think that's we've come out with is I think I was not very big on Chandra Fire Artisan. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, we've got Torture Defiance. Why would we ever want Fire Artisan? And people seem to be enjoying it. You know, it's kind of between that or Experimental Frenzy or. 
Uh, what is the other four drop that they can play? Oh, they can play Risk Factory is usually the other one yeah. that maybe fits in that slot. And uh, people seem to be leaning towards Fartisan. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't love her yet. I, I want to see her be good. I just feel like a lot of the time as a red deck still, if your Planeswalker's getting removed, it's going to be like a Vrassal's Contempt or something, so you're not going to get a big ball of damage out of it. Mm-hmm. So I think Fire Artisan might be better against like a mid-range deck. So if you're you know trying to... If you play it against a Siege Rhino, then they can kill it, but they're tapping their blocker and taking four or five damage. That seems better, but... Okay, so moving on to how could we change this for yeah, Frontier Yeah, I'm getting off track. Here, so, sorry. I, yeah, I think we, we talked about how it wins. You know, it, it plays the fast creatures. You know, they have a lot of burn mm-hmm. in there. They have lightning strike. I think they also have skewer the critics and stuff like that. So what would you add in there from, you know, past standards, you know, from stuff that's now in Frontier or Standard Plus? What, what would be your first choice? So I have played a mono red that's very similar to this in, stand, in Frontier, so I think that that's a good place to go. Uh, I would say the biggest thing are the prowess creatures. If you can go back and get Soulscar Mage, even more so if you can go back and get um, Monastery Swift Spear, that's a big upgrade. Mm-hmm. If Copter somehow makes it into Standard Plus, definitely play yep. that. I don't know if it will. I don't know if Ramen Up Ruins will be banned out of the gate, but that's also obviously an upgrade. So you said Soulscar, Swift Spear, Copter, um, Bomat Courier? Um, uh, maybe, possibly. Is it Depends on what the format needed? looks I mean, like. Like you know, now that I think if we, I think if you had it, uh, you would probably be playing it. Uh, maybe not with Steamkin, just because there's some awkwardness between mm-hmm. those two. But it, it's reasonable too. Um, the one I said was Ramen Up Ruins. Is very good. yeah, yeah. How about Zergo Bell Striker? Hmm, that's not bad. I think if you want another one drop, that's good. And you know, that's only going back to DTK. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go back to Origins, there's a few other options. Of course, there's the um, Lightning Berserker. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go a little bit more than the a little bit bigger than the one drops. How about uh, Earthshaker Kenra? That showed up a lot in previous uh, mono red builds. Would would that be part of? I think that's reasonable. Either that or like Oncrop Crasher, I've been uh, talking about before. Uh, Rampaging Ferocidon, of course, could find a spot is in this kind of list. The Oncrop Crasher, is that the one that's a 3 2 with haste, and when it attacks, you can exert it? Can it can exert to uh, stop them from yeah, blocking, yeah. yes. Yeah, and the Kenner is basically the same thing. They can't block. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I personally I, I like the cannot block um, ability a little bit more than I like the Pro S ability. The Pro S kind of uh pigeonholes you into using a lot more burn you know if you're if you're, sure. if you're going to light up the stage slash shock slash um you know skewer the critics uh way then you definitely want to use the soul scar and, and monastery swift beer swift spear because they have the uh, pro triggers but i think if you want to just kind of kind of go smash 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 i think Earthshaker kenra and then like you said the on crop um what was it Smasher? Crasher. Crasher, Crasher. yeah. So what about in Burn? What do we see differently that you could be playing in Burn other than there's a Skewer of the Clinics, there's Wizard's Lightning. Yeah, Wizard's Lightning. Lightning Strike's already You've got Wild Slash in Frontier, yeah. It pretty much fills the same space as Shock, though. Usually you'll only go up to five of those max between the two types, Um, so that's not a big change particularly, although Wild Slash is mildly better. Um, There's a Tarkus Command. If you do Splash for Green, Mm -hmm. that's, that's a big plus. That's, you know... A lot of damage sometimes. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, there's some bigger ones. There's Exquisite Firecraft. Mm-hmm. There's Stoke the Flames. I'm not huge on either of those right now. It depends on the build, though. Yeah, it would depend on the build. Yeah, Firecraft seems uh, like then, it'd be more I like a sideboard card. You know, something that you would side yeah. in against control to kind of get that last few points of damage in. 
I guess the last thing I would say is that if we are going to run, you know, a four drop in the main deck, I think I would look back towards Hazaret mm-hmm. or Chandra Torture Defiance yeah. rather than this Fartisan. Yeah. Okay, I think that's good for mono red. So let's let's keep with like the whole uh, aggro. Uh, okay. You know the aggro theme. Um, mono blue aggro. We've never seen in Frontier, but it's been really popular recently in uh, Standard. I mean, I won't say never. I do have a uh, a friend that plays mono blue in Frontier. Oh, really? That's pretty rare. I've never seen it yeah. before. So the current. Yeah, let's, I, let's... I don't think it's a. I don't think it's great, but let's think. Let's talk about the current. The current build of mono blue aggro. So it plays a lot of one drops. The the Merfolk that can't yes. be blocked. Um, the Siren Stormcaller, I believe, that you can sack and it can Storm Tamer. Yeah. Or Storm Tamer. It's a one one flyer. Um, it plays the Curiosity. That was it. The Curious Obsession. Curious. That's kind of the star of the deck is the uh, the one blue, you know, is it plus one, plus one, mm-hmm. and whenever it deals damage to a player, draw a card, and it's got a clause where you're not attacking, it doesn't do anything, but you're going to be attacking generally. Yeah, and it's got the And then the other star, of course, is the, too, uh, right? the Tempest Djinn. Yeah. So so basically, in a format without Fatal Push, it sounds like a great mm-hmm. deck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if Fatal Push is what stops it. I think that's a reasonable way to put it, is that, you know, there's no way to just get your creature big enough that it can't be wild slashed mm-hmm. or but it, with fatal push there's no way to just get your creature big enough that it can't be fatal push whereas you can kind of do that with a uh, shock in standard but i do feel like more often they're protecting their creatures with uh protective and spells mm-hmm. rather than just rather than just hoping that they don't die to a, a burn spell yeah so like the zero th- plus zero plus three plus hex proof spell um is, is definitely going to be more important and more necessary mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the frontier format for a mono blue deck uh, so yeah so i think where I, I would put it is that there is more cheap interaction in frontier mm-hmm. and that makes it more difficult to uh survive with something like this so if you were gonna update it upgrade some of these uh card choices um what would you add in Ooh, okay so if I'm going to build something like this, I feel like the first thing that comes to mind for me is I'd love to get Copter in there. Yeah. You know, I've got a lot of one-drops that aren't doing much. Copter seems great for that. Uh, looking at one-drop, so I've played a lot of, you know, the usually it's the Jeskai Flyers deck that mm-hmm. plays a number of one-drop options. So I think the, what is the Wandering, oh, what is the Spirit? Mausoleum uh, Wanderer? Mausoleum Wanderer, that's mm-hmm. right. Uh, so that's a 1-1 one, one that has a taxing effect on spells rather than Storm Tamer, which costs mana to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's slightly more powerful, even in the same spot, and maybe more powerful than uh, the other options available there. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, you know, we've got what other counter spells do we have that they don't have? We've got. Um, I mean, if you're going to play like just one mana, two mana spells, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's sensor, maybe. But... We've got stubborn denial. Yeah, but that's, uh, that's already only standard, really good right? with tempest gin, though. No, no, stubborn denial's not. That's the. Uh, it's the spell pierce for one, or okay. it's counter a uh, spell if you've got a power creature with power four or greater. Um, I was thinking like I would go more tempo type spells like uh, Stratus Dancer, which I believe was from Dragons mm. of Tarkir, and it had Megamorph uh, counter or target instant or sorcery spell. Yep. So I thought you know it's a yeah, two one flyer. Up to do that. Yeah, it's a two one flyer, perfectly fine to play early on as a two one flyer, I think. And then you get it later on in the game, and it's a, a good way to protect you know your win condition from any kind of spell they have after you run out of those those hex proof spells. And you know if you are going to play that, what you should definitely play is replace this uh, mist cloaked herald, the one uh, one unblockable. Mm-hmm. There's a one one unblockable that also has megamorph. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Totally forgot uh, about whose that name card. I am trying to remember. It's going to be tough here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, it's a card I've played in uh, Frontier though, so I should I should know it. Um, and depending on what cards are going to, you know, have or how far they're going to go back with the, the standard plus thing, Treasure Cruise would be necessary. I think pretty much any super. I think fast. that's reasonable. It gets cheap. Um, a Godot Lurker is the one I'm thinking of. Dang, there we go. Uh, yeah, I think that's a reasonable way to go. I, I was just thinking, like, what if we're only going back with Standard Plus a few sets? Yeah. Is there anything like Kaladesh forward that you can think of that would be really good for this deck? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I didn't really look into Kaladesh, and hmm. um, yeah, outside of like the the spirits from yeah, spirits or copter. Yeah, or, but that's uh, a little bit too far back, right? Yeah, and I think that's probably where this deck comes to as a standard deck is, you know, Bent Spirit, something like that. Yeah. Actually, maybe that should be the uh, argument is, hey, why aren't we trying something like Curious Obsession in more of these blue aggro or yeah. blue-white aggro decks? So I think, you know, depending on how far Standard Plus goes back, you might be better off just changing to, like, a blue-white Spirits deck. Mm-hmm. Like, blue-white Flyers. Because you get you get Rattle Chains then, you know, and Mausoleum Wanderer and Spell Queller and... A lot of these other really yeah, those would all be quality uh, shadows over in Estrad yeah. block. Okay, um, so mono blue, mono red. Can you think of any other good aggro decks? I mean, mono white. Yeah. If you're going to go there, yeah, mono white. <laughs> if you want to continue that chain, was that last uh, season you know, the, or two seasons ago in standard that it was really popular? You know, we. I think last season, this season, both of them are. It's still quite good. It's just the uh, white mono white tokens deck. So I think it's dropped off more now, but it, it was a very popular deck last season. So yeah, it uses tons of one drops. Yeah, the two one uh, vampire and um, they had the zero three. Usually the zero three. The zero three dinosaur was in there. The stubhorns, not uh, snubhorns. Some um, century, I believe. Century. Yeah. And then it, of course it plays uh, the loxodon, venerated loxodon, I believe, to kind of pump up all your guys. Mm-hmm. Was there any other anthem effects? The history banalia is yeah. the one that I really want to call out as being a uh, powerful card. Um, often Benelish Marshall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, Vanellis Marshall's in there as well. So, so yeah, you play tons of stuff, you get critical mass, and then you pump them up with your your uh, Anthem effects. That's that's how the, yeah, the deck currently wins. Yeah, and in standard, things like Legion's Landing are trouble for a control deck. So it's got a lot of options. Yeah, so it's it's more... I don't know if it has a lot of a long game against uh, non-control decks, but against like the slower control mm-hmm. decks, definitely it's good. Okay, so... Yes, definitely. Frontier, Standard Plus, what cards would you put in your White Weenie deck? Okay, so the biggest difficult question... So, I mean, I guess, again, if the first thing I'll say is, oh, Copter, if it's yeah. available. It's probably not available. Don't even... If you're not playing Frontier, it probably won't be available. Mm-hmm. The biggest question mark for me, if we're going back through Shadows of Innistrad, at least, is going to be Thalia's Lieutenant. Yeah. Is, can you make this a all-humans deck? And, at that point, does it make it a stronger deck? Mm. Because I think in, in Frontier... It's worth going the humans, and that's currently the route pretty much everyone's been going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a big reason behind that is Legion's Landing's not as good in Frontier because X1s are a lot weaker. Yep. So if you're going back there, uh, I think that that would be a big way to uh, to pump up the power of the deck. So yeah, Thalys Lieutenant, great alternate win con, basically. You know, go wide and then pump up everything. Um, another human mm-hmm. that would go along with that, of course, maybe the best common in Frontier at the moment for white is... Best yeah, common white card is Thraben Inspector. Yeah, absolutely a powerful card. Again, that's Shadows block and adds a lot of longevity, adds mm-hmm. a lot of power. It's better than something like Legion's Landing, I'd say. 
So if we go even further back, if we go back to Origins, let's say. Yep, that's where you get Kithian. I think yep. that's a big deal. Yep, Kithian. Um, that one drop. doesn't have to be in Human's deck, but it is a human. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about Knight of the War- White Orchid? I kind of like that in a... Yes, that's another powerful oh, one. So that lets you really cheat on your land base. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're playing mostly one drops, a few two drops, Knight of the White Orchid really lets you power that out and uh, consistently get extra lands, even on the play. And two two first strike. So very good, very offen- very good offensive card. Mm-hmm. Um, would you play something like the uh, Consul's Lieutenant? I believe that was from Origins as well. It's like the two one first strike, and uh, if so it that's deals damage, played- you get renown. Back in the day, I think that what I would look for sooner is the uh, Glorybound Initiate from yeah. Amonkhet Am- block. So that's the one that could exert to become a 4-4 lifelink. Yeah, that's just insane. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, what about... So is there anything from the standard... Let, let's look at it from the other direction. Is yeah. there anything from the standard deck that you're like, oh man, why have we not tried you know, Venerated Loxodon in Frontier? Yeah, I mean, I definitely or, uh, think it could be really good in Frontier, the in the White Weenie deck. Like, would you play that, though, over, like, a uh, an Always Watching? Yeah, that's kind of where it runs into things. Really, the bigger place it runs into is it feels worse than Thalia's Lieutenant because that's just so much cheaper. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tap your whole team to do it. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's super aggressive. It's a super aggressive format in Frontier, and yeah. you don't really want to leave yourself open to some kind of 10-point attack from Mono Red or a 12-point mm-hmm. attack. And also, like, even against control, you don't want to, like, give them an extra turn to board wipe you. No, yeah, definitely. All right. Okay. And, you know, that's the other thing is that this deck might get a little bit worse just because of the existence of something like Languish in Frontier, mm-hmm. uh, especially when Unbreakable Formation is what they would like to use to stop that. that is that the one that's um, indestructible? So that gives it, yeah, indestructible, and if you main phase it, it gives them a plus one, plus one counter, mm. and I want to say Vigilance for the turn. Mm-hmm. If it, if it is Vigilance, i got to get that in some more of my decks. Okay, so I think that covers most of the aggro decks that we've seen recently in Standard. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can kind of get on to more of like the, the mid-range. Mid-range we don't see a lot of in Frontier. But in Standard, yeah, it's, it's has mid-range is a tough place. Yeah, so I don't know what we want to cover there. I mean, we've kind of talked to death about what's stopping mid-range from being a thing in frontier mm-hmm. so maybe let's focus on what might interest mid-range players if they want to go to frontier although maybe that's tough if uh <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll focus on the standard plus side of it is hey what happened in the last few sets that we're missing out yeah. and there's a lot you know scarab god comes to mind if we're going like an esper mid-range yeah i guess if, we, if you want to start with esper mid-range um so he, the the current esper mid-range deck is playing the hostage taker and it's playing the 2-2 flyer the um Sanity Thief, Thief of Sanity, Thief of Sanity, yeah, and then also the Hero Precinct One. So you, know, you play that guy on turn two, and then you have all these three, four drops, you know, that are multicolor, and you keep on getting more, more, more bodies. Um, yeah, I've actually seen less of Hostage Taker in that kind of deck. I do like Hero Precinct One decks in standard. Mm-hmm. I think that those are very strong. So um, now, what holds that back from Frontier is a Hero Precinct One deck because I've kind of played with it. I don't know if you have. I mean, I think I think it, I've seen people playing uh, Esper mid-range decks in Frontier. I believe mm-hmm. someone made top eight recently with one. They were playing, mm-hmm. um, you know, like Spell Queller. 
You know, it's like yeah, a great that's a good addition. Card for this kind of deck. Yeah, today yeah, that card's great with uh, Teferi if you haven't tried that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, great with Spell, spell Queller. If you're going mid range, you could even probably put like a Dragon Lord Ojitai. I, th- hmm, I think that's pretty big. Is it too but, big? Uh, maybe because you you also want Teferi probably. Mm-hmm. The three mana or the five mana? I was saying the five mana yeah. one if you wanted a five drop. Um, so where this gets awkward for me is that. You know, the hero pressing one decks really don't play any one drops mm-hmm. because there aren't two color one drops particularly. Mm-hmm. And that's a big loss in Frontier. You know, you really need to be playing that tempo game and being able to answer their cards with a one mana spell. So you kind of need the duresses yeah. or the fatal pushes yeah. or uh, something like that, which you can play at one mana. You know, Thraben Inspector. Mm-hmm. Absolutely necessary. So losing that, it takes out a lot of the power of Hero Precinct 1, or you're building your deck to be a lot weaker because of Hero Precinct 1. So either way, you get in a little bit of an awkward spot. And another way to, to take this deck in Frontier, if we go back to, let's say, Dragons of Tarkir, you could just switch it up to a Monastery Mentor deck. You can just kind of focus more on the multicolor spells. Uh, sorry, not the, uh, yeah, the spells, not the creatures themselves. So having a card like, um, what was it, Ojitai's Command. You know, just focus on protecting your guys and making this huge army, you know, killing everything and bouncing everything. We just got some really good multicolor spells, I believe, in the War of the Spark. Yeah, I mean, we got the Planeswalkers. I feel like if that were the plan, that people would be playing a Narset deck, though. You know, the mm-hmm. new Narset's base, kind of like kind of like a Monastery Mentor. Mm-hmm. Or not Narset, uh, Sahili, sorry. Oh, yeah, another good card if you're, if you're playing the Hero of Precinct 1 deck. Um, Kambal, Console Vilication. Good, good card for a yes, sideboard. Yes, that's a good one. So definitely something you'd want in there. So he stops uh, all those combo decks, you know, they... Lose two life, you gain two life whenever they cast a, a non-creature spell, I believe. So, yeah, I'd love to make that work. I, I've kind of got a deck like that, but I don't think I end up with hero in it. Um, it could work. Wh- what other uh, mid-range decks did you want to talk about here? Um, well, the biggest one I think people have played Golgari and or like the Golgari slash Soltai a lot over the last few yes. few uh, standard seasons so yeah especially if we're going back a season or so so that wins um most of them are going to be like the explore decks uh they're playing the uh oh what's that elemental guy's name uh the one three with whenever uh, you explore wild growth walker yeah, yeah wild growth walker so yeah wild growth walker um and then it has the uh merfolk ah can't remember that. I know Jade Light Ranger Walker and Jade Light yeah, Ranger. Yeah, know. so yeah. It, it plays those guys. It also plays um, the uh, Hydroid Crisis, and mm. I think what other what other big creatures do they have in there? I think there's one more big creature, the Carnage Tyrant. So, I've seen that in the sideboard. Yeah, yeah. Some some of those cards are in there. So they get a lot of uh, a lot of good value cards. Uh, a lot of cards that you know, like they said, explore. They get bigger, um, and you know they're really hard to to uh push through against it's a little bit slower though you know against mm. if you're talking about frontier you know it, these really fast decks could could punish them quickly but um yeah if you were going to go with golgari or sultai you had this in standard and you were going to take it back to frontier what would you put in there <sighs> so it's tough you know i like the explorer package guys they're not as perfect in frontier you know mm-hmm. they're a little bit awkward especially when they end up as an x1 they're a little bit slow as far as blocking against aggro um mm-hmm. my, my other big worry is that i have not had great luck with hydroid crisis especially in fair decks mm-hmm. i think that it just comes down a little bit too late and a little bit too small that usually i get run over when i'm trying that in frontier so 
that's some awkwardness if I'm trying to bring anything out of that. Um, what I would like to see, though, is a little bit more of, like, fine finality. I'd mm-hmm. like to see a little bit more of maybe, like, Vivian Reed. I think that those are strong cards. Mm-hmm. If I get something like a more mid-range Abzan deck, that's where I think I could go with something that's a little bit safer on the low end. Okay, so question. Would you change the current, you know, standard Golgari Sultai deck into a collected company deck? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think that collected company with, you know, Lion of War Elves and the the um, Explore package mm-hmm. is going to be very productive compared to what else you could do with the Coco deck. All right. I'd rather have something like a 4-drop, a powerful 4-drop like Siege Rhino mm-hmm. or... Well, if you're going to yeah, go not sure what else. switch from Sultai to uh, Abzan or something like that. What about other value creatures? I think there's a lot of good green value creatures in, in Frontier. Yeah, there are. And, you know, I mean, some of them play with the same place. I think Tireless Tracker is a big one that we like yeah. to talk about. Even if we don't get fetches all the way back in a standard plus, I think Tireless Tracker is still a because great card. Because you're exploring. You're you're getting all these extra lands from your Branch Walker mm-hmm. and your Jade Light Ranger, and then you play, 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 and you get, you know, all these clues. Yes. Um, what about Den Protector? We haven't really talked about Den Pr- Protector in a really long time. You know, the 2-1, can we, the yeah. p- creatures <laughs> with power less than, than it's, uh, uh, creatures with what is it power less power than less it, than its power they're less power can't block it and then it's yeah. got the the morph you can bring something back from your graveyard to your hand excuse me megamorph megamorph <laughs> you're, yes. you're on megamorph today uh you know we haven't talked about it for a long time because it hasn't been good enough in frontier for a long time it's the kind of thing that would love to see play in this deck i think that if we had that card in standard it would certainly be playing seeing play but it's just a little slow on the defensive. Yeah, because it's, it's, if it's if, if mid range if mid range becomes a good it's an amazing mid range card. You know, like if yeah. you're if we're talking about playing fine and finality, you know, you bring it back, you're, you you flip it, you bring back find, and and then you know you, you can get it back in two other creatures next time, and then flip it yeah, again. You just, you, you just, it's just like just drop it, flip it, and reverse it. I yeah, it. yeah, that sounds like a rap song, isn't it? Like Missy Elliott. I'm not sure. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible song. Yeah. That is an absolutely <laughs> awful song. Okay, how about really big, like, five-drop creatures in, like, Golgari or Sultai? Is there anything else that you said you, you know, wouldn't that's play? Kind of the other, that's the other kind of tough part, is that there's just no amazing kind of five, six-drop that makes you feel like you're winning the game in the green-black X colors. So, like, you wouldn't play, like, an Ishkana? Yeah, I mean, I think if we can support an Ishkana... Yeah, it's tough. It's a little bit tough to support Ishkana, even with some of the Explorer package. Um... Yeah, and there's not a lot else that I'm like, oh yeah, I played this five drop, I win the game here. How about uh, Gitrog Monster? Yeah, I don't feel like I win the game if I play a Gitrog Monster in front of you. I do like. I think in if the we're going, you know, though. a standard plus, if we're yeah. if we're saying a standard plus starting at like Shadows, mm-hmm. that I could see it being played. Yeah, because especially with all these explore, you know, like we said with uh, Tireless Tractors, like you're drawing all this land, you're playing all this land, and you have to sack the land each turn. It's a six six death touch. No one's gonna be able to kill mm-hmm. it. It's gonna be incredibly hard to kill. Um, Maybe I we can think. try that in the. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the like green black citadel decks. Mm-hmm. We could try Gitrog in that in a frontier version. I haven't seen the citadel decks yet. That sounds interesting. One more card oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think maybe could be played in Golgari slash Soltai. How about Driven in Despair? Is that um, too slow? Yeah, you know you kind of need a wide deck for that. Uh, it's not gonna do anything for you on the defensive, or you know if you're not ahead on board like mm-hmm. really ahead on board so i think i would probably skip that for this kind of more fair deck okay um any other mid-range decks we talked about esper mid-range we talked about golgari would you consider like the baros or um celestia angels deck to be mid-range 
Yeah, I mean, that dropped off. I didn't follow Standard quite enough during that time to hear why that deck just crashed and failed. <laughs> uh, you know, there's some Boros ago, Feather decks maybe showing yeah. up now. But... Yeah, I heard about that as well. But that's more of like a aggro, right? It's like, yeah, or a yeah, beatdown, I should say. Right. I think we should probably transition, um, especially as we're getting late here, to one of the decks that I think we most need to talk about in Standard because it hasn't seen a lot of Frontier play. And it's a deck that's now, you know, a big part of the standard metagame. Mm-hmm. Is this blue-green, you know, it's the uh, Bant Nexus deck, or, but now yeah. it's blue-green Nexus. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen people talking about playing it, but I haven't seen anybody pull the trigger and actually play it in Frontier yet. Oh, I, I could ship you my list. It's pretty powerful. Well, see, I, I, think I, I that hate, I hate it's, Nexus Yeah, it's decks. gross. Yeah. Uh, so really what this deck got in standard is it got Tamiyo just now, and that's a mm-hmm. big upgrade. Um so she just does a ton for the deck. They also got Blast Zone, which is a very cool and very powerful card. Because mm-hmm. um, with all that mana you're putting down with a Growth Spiral, you know, you just quickly say, okay, two counters, next turn. Well, not even next turn. You can put it down, grow it up to two or three, and then untap with Reclamation and blow it up right mm-hmm. away. So mm-hmm. it, And then you can rebuy it with Tamio and just keep doing that. Wow. So it, it can be really gross. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, Tamiyo so, revives anything. So, um, so when, what's the worst condition? Is it? I mean, I'm just wondering. <laughs> just so extra you ready to get miserable? Yeah, yeah. The the win condition tends to be a uh, a one of the. It's like one in a blue returns a non land permanent to a player's hand as a sorcery, uh-huh. and amasses for one. Huh. That's the that win. Sounds kind. horrible. <laughs> so they just you know take infinite turns and then play that a, a million times using Tamiyo to rebuy it every time. Sounds absolutely miserable. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Time um, out. So yeah. in Frontier, it's a little less miserable. Um, there's a couple conditions? things that we get as far as upgrades and wind conditions. So mm-hmm. I don't think you really need to put more spots into wind conditions because, you know, despite being miserable, the deck does win once it's at that point where it's taking infinite turns. Mm-hmm. What Frontier can do is that it has better lands that can be win conditions. So yeah. Lumbering Falls is a great win condition in this kind yeah. of deck. Um, you know, it's pretty hard to interact with it. You can bring it back. They're not going to be able to exile it with a Vraska's Contempt. Um, the other one that's really good hmm. is uh, Guy Reach Sanitarium. <laughs> so that's the in, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's an untapped land. It taps for one, or you can pay two and tap it. Draw a card. Each player draws a card and discards a card. Mm-hmm. So once you're taking infinite turns, you can just draw and discard out. Nexus infinite times, and you can completely mill them out without them ever yeah. taking a turn. So that works pretty quickly. It's it's a lot faster than trying to amass several times. Um, Would you play? And those um, are those are free to play main deck. Would you play Torrential Gear Hulk in Frontier uh, with with this deck? I am trying one. I think that one of them is powerful enough. I don't see it as much as a win con as mm-hmm. it's a very powerful value card. You know, you can play it and step and rebuy a dig, and that's better than pretty much any other draw spell. Plus what being a, a blocker and tempo and all that. What about other um, other extra turn spells like Part the Water Veil? Um, I liked that in the Bant version. I like it less in the blue-green, which is really mm-hmm. depending on having to have that uh, that Wilderness Reclamation untapping it. Um, so the, the only other thing in Frontier I really want to mention is that Dig Through Time's an amazing card. If you've mm-hmm. got that, that's, uh, that's a lot better than like Hemister's Insight. Yeah. Yeah. That's really what makes the Frontier version so much better. So I was going to say, um, you talked about the lands and making this a lot better. I think for any of these multicolor decks... 
that are in standard right now, the land just gets the land base just gets so much better no matter what you play. Yeah, depending on how far land, back we go, yeah. of course. You know, if we're talking only through, you know, we're talking shadows, you get you, could, you know the enemy man or the enemy um, fast lands. Well, you get the show That's lands, right? The, um, you have We've to show the, the basic now. land. The show the basic land. Oh, to, oh the show. The, yeah, those ones aren't particularly good. Yeah, and they don't work very well with the um, the shocks really like plus. Huh. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if you go to Kaladesh, you get the fast lands. And if you go yeah. back to Zendikar, then you got the um, well. You well, for if you go back to Amonkhet, you get the cycle lands, and then if you go back hmm. to Zendikar, then you get the other. Uh, what were they called? The Tango lands. Yeah, those ones are good. Uh, yeah. You also get the Man lands if you go back to Zendikar. Yeah. I think that yeah. would be the bigger deal. So one deck I really want to talk about before we finish off with control. Um, I wanted to talk about Blue Red Phoenix. I don't know if it was really it was, hasn't really been popular recently. It was really popular about two seasons ago, and I think a lot of people still you know they bought their play set of of uh, the the Phoenix was it not rekindling Phoenix? It's the other Phoenix. Um, can't remember the one. Yeah, from, I mean, we we saw both Phoenix, but it's it's the uh, um not prophetic Phoenix. Shoot, why have I forgotten its name? No, yeah, what have you I done? <laughs> But there's so many good cards that would make this deck a lot more consistent in Frontier, I think. My number one choice would be uh, Cathartic Reunion, which is, you know, a discard two, draw three. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got them in your opening hand, you discard them, you put them in the graveyard, you draw three. And then, you know, if you have like your uh, Goblin Electromancer or, you know, uh, other cheap spells in hand, you just play, play, get them back. You can yeah. get a lot more into your graveyard. Another card I really liked was uh, Champion of Wits. What do you think? Hmm. You know, Champion Wits never has played well for me. It, you know, it's not card advantage, and it's a two-one. A two-one on turn three is not usually going to do much other than chump block. Well, it draws so, two, discards two, and then you bring it back later on in a long game. You know, you draw four, discard two. You're putting more, more stuff in the graveyard. Sure, but it, you don't really have that kind of time with a slow deck like this. I think. Mm-hmm. And of course, so if you go all the problem. way back. I was going to say, if you go all the way back to Dragons of Tarkir, if you go back to Khan's Block, then Treasure Cruise just becomes insane in this deck. Yes, that's definitely true. I agree that if you can go back to Treasure Cruise, if you can go back to uh, some of those options. And at some point, I think you might want to look into a third color. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think Grixis is a bad idea, especially mm-hmm. if you go back and you've got Colgon's Command, if you've got Thing in the Ice. Those, mm-hmm. those are the kind of cards I might want for this list. Yeah. Okay, so you talked about Grixis. Let's use that to kind of move into our, our last part. Yes, because uh, Grixis is, is definitely a major deck that's been doing good. And, you know, yeah, I guess they call it Grixis Control in Standard. I think so, in Frontier it would be more of a mid-range almost. So we can do, like, Grixis Control, and also maybe we can talk about Esper Control at the same time. I think yeah. both of those have seen uh, not a significant amount of play over the last few seasons. Yeah, and I think so, in, in both Frontier and in Standard. So what would you play in your Grixis deck? Dragon God Bolas is really, really good, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, especially the way that he works with the other Grixis cards. So, you know, I've talked a lot about Grixis. This is basically already my pet deck, and mm-hmm. the fact that it got a lot more powerful, I'm very excited about. You know, a lot of people are playing it now. If you're already getting rid of all of their hand with things like Kolagon's Command, with things like Thought Erasure, with things like, you know, Liliana, you're just pulling their hand apart, and then you also drop this Dragon God... Mm-hmm. Then his his plus one is you draw a card and they exile a card from their hand or a permanent they control. So you can be, you know, you can literally win the game and they have no permanents in play sometimes. 
So you said Liliana. Which Liliana were you talking oh, about? I, I guess I was thinking of uh, three Liliana. She doesn't really. The Last Hope. I mean, she's kind of card advantage. She doesn't specifically get rid of cards. Uh, Bolus is the other one that really gets rid of cards. Yeah, I like you know Liliana minus two minus one, and then use Bolus minus two minus one. Mm-hmm. You know, right afterwards that next turn. Um, I was I was gonna ask you when I was thinking about Grixis control. No one has really played Incendiary Flame. Um. Do you think having that three damage sorcery red spell that exiles a card, would that be good in Frontier, like against Dredge or nope. something like nope, that? Nope, I don't think so. I think if I wanted that, I would play Lava Coil at four damage. Oh, yeah, okay. Because I think by the time the Grixis deck is winning, it's absolutely winning. It's one of those decks that's very, um, you know, but when, when it gets in charge, it just chokes the opponent out but if so it's you behind, don't need to yeah you don't need you don't need, need that three damage to face no very very rarely yeah um did you talk about chandra would chandra be in the grixis deck the torch of defiance um that's tougher you know you there's a lot of competition at four i think between mm-hmm. kalidas and nicobolas mm-hmm. um, so it's hard to get more than those in there and did you say scarab god it's an option would I you think, play uh, that I think you can play some number of like a Scarab God or a Gear Hulk, something like that. Um, you don't have I mean, quite as many as you know. The standard deck is more of a control. It gets to go all the way up to things like Big Liliana. You know, lots mm-hmm. of Bolas, maybe uh, Ugin. I've even seen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little harder. That's why I was kind of saying in Frontier you kind of have to go more mid range. You see things mm-hmm. more like the Small Jace. You see things like the Thief of Sanity. You'll see mm-hmm. um, a Gifted Aetherborn. Okay. Okay, so what about Esper then? Esper's a little bit different. So, uh, I mean, they would share some cards. And I think yeah, both yeah. play. <laughs> you know, we're kind of getting off our topic of being like, uh, so what does what a control player oh. in Frontier, or in Standard, get to look at in Frontier and be like, oh, that's why I should be playing Frontier instead? It's just, you know, hey, I get to play Dig Through Time, Gear Hulk. Well, it's Scarab God. I mean, like, there's, yeah, there's yeah. so many. I think the powerful cards that you get to choose in, like, the. Grixis control slash mid range or the Esper control type decks. The powerful cards, the finishers, are mm-hmm. so much better. There's just so many more different things depending on your situation and what the metagame is like. You you can find a card that's going to win it for you. I think that's fair. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, really, what I say is if you're a if you're a player that likes control and standard, just throw in dig hole gear because you get to play frontier. So, like you said, everyone's playing like the. The bullets right now, and it's like, okay, let's say people start setting in all this anti, you know, planeswalker. Okay, then switch to Scarab God and Torrential Gear Hulk, mm-hmm. and you know, all these other creature cards, and you can win that way, you know, with all your counter spells. Um, you get clean removal, you get search for Escanta. Yeah, uh, fatal I think a lot push. Of fun things there. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, right, so, Esper is there control anything gets fumigate. from Esper or from that Grixis deck that we were looking at that you think we should be trying in Frontier? What about uh, Six Mana Liliana? You know, I've seen that in both of those. They're pretty much non-creature decks, so they're just playing it mm. as minus four is kill two creatures, plus one is make a two-two. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Six Mana Liliana is good. I mean, these decks are going to have tons of mana, they're going to have tons of removal, and that's going to finish the game, I think, a lot more quickly than the uh, Liliana of the Last Hope. I mean, if it if you can protect yeah, it. I mean, Liliana of the Last Hope has to, what, tick up four times? Yeah. And if you're playing against aggressive aggro decks, you know, in, in Frontier, you know, for example, then she's not going to stick around too long. I think people are going to try to either kill you or take her out as soon as possible. We'll just burn her out. 
Okay. okay. So, so you know, I think the six man uh, Dreadhorde general might be a good fit in the Frontier version. All right. Any other standard decks you are looking at now that we should either be looking at in Frontier or we should be, uh, you know, building? I, up I think with Frontier I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good because uh, you know War of the Spark. We really don't know uh, what new standard decks are really going to be good. How about that feather deck? Really... How do we make that feather deck good in Frontier? That seems. Like I haven't really seen it. I've only seen like two or three lists. Like, how does right. it work? Here, I'll just link you a, a junk one. I mean, you you pretty much you play some decent cards that are good with pump spells. You play feather, you pump stuff. Is that something that could possibly fit into like a Jeskai Skies deck from Frontier? Maybe, but by the time you're on Jeff, you know Jeffrey Skies. Um, you tend to want. Were you there around for that joke? I don't know if that was uh, you know early on. Jeffrey's guys, no. Yeah. So <laughs> that was a um, that was one when we were first getting our lists out of Japan. Um, mm-hmm. The you know they go through Google Translate when we're looking at them over here. So the Dark Jeskai deck was like the oh. big deck of that first tournament, and it translated <laughs> it as Dark Jeffrey Skies, and that's what people were calling the deck for a while here in the U.S. I think there's going to be a lot of you know if you're going to play the. Boros Feather deck in Frontier, mm-hmm. I think you definitely um, would have a lot more cantrip choices. A lot more one-mana one, one spells you could yeah, play, maybe. Yeah. My point was that by the time you're playing um, Blue, White, Red, I want Mantis mm-hmm. Rider, I want Spell Queller, I want Reflector Mage. Yeah. I don't have any room for something like Feather or Krenko or the other silly yeah. things they're playing. Yeah. Alright, um, that might be all that I've really got for this episode. I think this is yeah. fun. You know, I like these... Sh- eh, it's not even shorter at this point. We, we've talked quite a bit about some standard stuff, some standard plus stuff, and Frontier, which mm-hmm. is what this podcast is all about. Yeah, um, we're, we're bridging the gap. Yeah, so I'm Kevin Finkel. Yeah. Uh, you can reach us at mtgfrontier.net, uh, mtgfrontier on Twitter, mtgfrontier on Instagram. You know, we're all over the place. Reach us on Discord, however you want to reach out to us. Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at Yoshwenki, and I have a website called www.thejapanhobbyist.com. And you've got a new podcast, right? Yep, uh, I'm talking about magic in Japan. And, uh, you know, uh, this upcoming weekend, we're going to be doing a language episode teaching people how to speak Japanese. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I will check that out when it comes out. And until then, uh, we look forward to being everyone's go to source for frontier information online. Your final frontier, signing off.